Welcome to The Art Of, exploring art for what it is and is not. I'm your host, Jay, and this podcast is sponsored by Anchor, a free podcasting platform that does all the work for you. All you do is download the app, record your podcast, and they'll handle the rest. You'll be distributed to multiple well-known podcast platforms, as well as being offered the opportunity to monetize by gaining sponsors. So go on ahead and give it a shot. It's 100% free. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the third episode of The Art of I Am Justin, and um, it's great to be back here. You know, I've had a lot going on that I will update you on a private, uh, not a private, but a separate episode, (laughs) and um, yeah, just some things I needed to share, but yeah, thank you for the feedback with the past two episodes. Um, episode two with the Art of Criticism with Brandon Roche. And then the first episode, the the pilot is what I call. Um, yeah, with, with our strategic planner, um, Sean Brown. We had a great conversation and the feedback for both of the episodes is great. Namely, the one with Sean Brown and then a different set of feedback for Brandon Roche. More so with the commentary of the different artists and things like that. I thought was very interesting and I enjoyed I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy the commentary and the back and forth with people in the comments and stuff like that on Instagram. So um, thank you for your feedback. I appreciate it. And um, I'm looking forward to more, more series of interviews and things. Uh, so let's get into our next guest. So our next guest is an artist. Now, I know I said that the art of explores people who have occupations that many would not um, consider art, but we wanted to kind of see what the art of something is, if we can explore art separately and um, look at it through different occupations and just hear hear it through people's experiences. So, but in this case, you know, I wanted to bring an artist on that I genuinely love and he's really kind and silly. And um, we met one another through art. His name is, uh, look, I almost called him by my nickname. His name is Devon. Um, I call him Downs. And uh, that's, that's what his name is in my phone. (laughs) I just like, some, some people I give nicknames. I like calling them by certain names and things like that. But um, he is an artist. I met him through the watercolor medium. He's a watercolor. In my mind, um, I met him as a watercolor artist. And um, he's, been, he's been doing that for some time. And uh, he taught me a great, a great lesson with watercolor. I, I've, never, I've never done watercolor until I met him, actually, as I never, at the time, I never found it interesting. And I always liked the, um, the viscosity and like the kind of like the 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 organic feeling smell everything the texture of oil paint and um he mentioned that in in watercolor painting the goal is to let the paint flow you just kind of just let go and that's essentially what painting with watercolor is it's it's just letting letting the paint flow and he's a great watercolor artist if you don't follow him go on his instagram it's um downs and his last name it's spelled d-o-w-n-e-s underscore art and his other personal page is Divine Downs. So it's D-I-V-I-N-E, D-O-W-N-E-S. He also sells art on Etsy. He sells jewelry as well. And he's great. He made me, um, he made me a, a Malachite ring. And uh, he does that as well. Really, really good at it. If you see his page, you'll see all of his different, uh, his different jewelry. He's, he's good. Libra, you know how them Libra are. You know, I, I speak highly of my Libra. Sometimes they can annoy me, but... Um, 
they're the great people <laughs> all around. But his Etsy is Downs Art by Devon, and that's D-L-W-N-E-S Art by D-E-V-O-N. So uh, check him out there. But we explore the creative process, uh, you know, thought his thoughts as he's creating, if, if he has any. We talk about, we just talk about the, the artistic experience. And then he provides his song to the Paint of Fool 2020. And that is Orange Moon by Erica Badu. So, yeah. But uh, in terms of his accomplishments, he was recently in the Women's History Month show um, at the Painted Bridge in Woodbury, New Jersey. He was a featured artist in um, the Caldera Magazine issue uh, 004. And he's an artist feature on Dela and Rowney. And he's a teaching artist or an art instructor uh, partnering with the Diversity Committee and Student Life at Rowan College at South Jersey. And he was also a featured artist in the latest Philly Current magazine. So he's pretty accomplished. And he's, again, he's good. Check out his work. Um, we are, yeah, we are, I, I, at one point we're going to do something together, but yeah, let's get into this thing. So without further ado, uh, let's get in on, uh, Mr. Mr. Downs. All right. So who is Devon? Explain all that you do. That I do or that I am? Both. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, well, uh... You're hungry, obviously. I am. Um, alright. I am a healer, art teacher, artist, mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneur, loudmouth comedian. And what I do is I paint pictures and wrap crystals to bring joy to other people. Okay. So, as an artist, so you're an artist, essentially. Yes. Primarily. Your profession is, is your creator. So, when did you start? Like, Ooh. when was your first kind of... Um, my first memory is I had drew a Spongebob chair that I had. It was really small. It was like a velvet-ish, I'm going to call it. They folded up, mm -hmm. but it was like a size for a kid. Like, if I had like a small table. But I didn't have a table. Not the point. The point is, I had a SpongeBob chair, and I remember I drew the SpongeBob off the chair, but my mom thought I traced it. But there was no like light to come under it or anything. Mm -hmm. So I drew it, and I told her I drew it. She didn't believe me. So she told me to draw it again, and I did that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, so, like, you can really draw. But that was around like the first grade. But my grandparents said that it started before that, around like kindergarten. Okay, so around like five. Yeah. Okay. Because my grandmother said that I was over their house and there was a soda bottle on the table, or a soda can, I'm sorry. A mm -hmm. soda can on the table and I had drew it. Mm -hmm. And my grandma asked me if I did it. I said, yeah. She came back and she saw my grandpa and then he didn't believe me. So he said like, oh, okay, if you do it again, like I'll give you like $5. <laughs> so when he came back from the gym mm -hmm. and he saw the painting, he was like, oh, like you really, you can really draw. And that is when they said that the earliest memory was. Okay. Like it. Remember that? Maybe it's too far away. Okay, so you were five. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So, so essentially, they didn't believe you. Nobody believed you until. <laughs> you never believed me. <laughs> okay. So, my next question would be then, what 
did so would you say that they validated you like your family validated you as an artist or did you validate yourself uh, i would say definitely my family um okay. they definitely pushed it like hard i mean i enjoyed it so it's not like the pushing was mm-hmm. taking away um because i don't think i would have stopped mm-hmm. um but it helped me keep going because they never took me like ah, oh, you couldn't do that like it was always from that point forward like oh like you can do this forever okay like out of a career they were never like ah, oh, well you need to like figure out what else you're going to do. It was always like, oh, okay, like, there's this new paper article about, like, kids, and there's our drawing contest. It was things like that. Like, oh, okay. things for me to do. So they, they pushed you into, like, those different activities and things yes. like that. Okay. So you just essentially made it. This is, okay, so you made it your profession. You made it, like, a thing to where, like, now you're, you know, you do commissions, you do work, you know, you're, you, you get paid for what you do. Mm-hmm. When did you officially start to say, okay, I want to get paid for this? Do you remember? Um, hmm. I want to say around junior or senior year of high school, because that's when I, I had always known I wanted to do it, Okay. but I didn't, didn't know what I exactly wanted to do. Like, I always thought I wanted to do animation, which I still kind of do, mm-hmm. but junior year in high school, I got accepted into the, the art academy, what is it, the STEAM program. Okay, okay. Um, So when I took, like, an actual drawing class, like, collegiate-wise, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to teach, but I want to teach, like, adults. Okay. Uh, my professor, my first professor, was really young, and she was super cool. And I was like, "Oh, like I could, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Like this is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm still teaching, just not kids. Cause I don't do kids. Well, I guess I do do kids, but whatever. Um, yeah, you teach kids, right? I do. Yeah. Um, I started. I'm just like my third year teaching kids. Okay. Um, but once I saw my first professor teaching and I was like, wow, she's young and she's cool. And she's still like in the art field. Like she still has shows and all of that. So it gave me like freedom to still do what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, then I realized I wanted to teach and then it turned into art therapy. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. I feel like, uh, we'll, we'll get into art therapy later, but we'll, we'll talk about the, that, the aspect of, of art therapy. Okay. So, so you started when you were five, your family validated you, and then you began to make this like your your profession. Okay, so if I was one of your clients and I wanted to say, I wanted a portrait, do you do portraits? What type of artwork do you do? I only really do portraits. Okay. Um, and in what medium? I do every medium except for oil pastel. Okay. And... Gouache. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you're saying it right. Gouache, yeah. I have gouache. I just don't... I'm scared to use it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't blend the way I try to make it blend. Um, okay. But I do everything except for... Yeah, gouache and... What is the other one I said? You didn't say anything. You said gouache. No, it was gouache and... Whatever. Gouache is the only one I don't use. Okay. Oh, and oil pastels. Oh, yeah, you did say... I uh, wasn't paying attention. They don't blend right. Or for me. I've never used oil pastels. I like the grimy feel you get on your fingers, but that's it. Yeah, I've never used... I've used regular pastels, but never oil, and I've never done gouache yet. Never. I think I haven't... That's the only two mediums... I don't think I've ever done that. An egg... What is it? Tempera? I've never done that either. Oh, yeah, no. I've never done those three. But then again, I think if you're using like craft paint, like that that craft paint from Walmart, that's the mm-hmm. pair. So prob- I probably have. Anyway. All right. So in your creative process. So, t- okay. So typically what I do is I ask people in their professions, 
who typically would not be, they wouldn't kind of see their, what their profession is as an art. You obviously are an artist. Yeah. Um, however, in this, in this particular case, I would explore, I want to explore um, more so um, like your, your thought, your thought process as you create. And uh, is there, is there kind of um, like a space where artists tend to, do they, okay, so what I'll say is that artists tend to, when they say they paint, they don't think. They're not thinking about anything. When you paint or when you're creating anything, are mm -hmm. you thinking, are there thoughts in your mind at all? Um, I guess so, yeah. I mean, okay. I talk to myself a lot when I paint. Mm -hmm. Like I talk okay. through it. Like if something doesn't seem right, I try to figure out where or what's off. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I talk through it. Um, sometimes I change in the middle of like the concept or the original idea of how it's supposed to be laid out. Okay. The composition never really changes, but especially if I sketch it out beforehand, but if it's already sketched out um, or if it's not sketched out, I don't know how to word that. Because hmm. it always ends up changing just a little bit, I guess, because... Once it's on a sketch piece of paper, I usually do, it's much smaller than what I do because my pieces are kind of large. But once you make it full size. Yeah, yeah, so once it's full size and it's like really in front of me and I've already put the face on there, it's like, oh, well, this might look better if I do it to the left side or if I kind of have an uneven, I don't know, weight to it. Okay, so it's not like you're not thinking of, when you're thinking, it's more about... Um, you're kind of thinking in a in a structured or I I would I want to think of it and say put it as like a um almost like a scientist. Um it's it's not like super intuitive as many people would imagine artists how they create their artwork. Like the average idea that many artists um well many people have towards creators is that like the whole entire process is like extremely like intuitive and they're not thinking, they're just going with the flow. And they come out with like this super intuitive masterpiece. But in your case, in many of our cases, we're thinking. Sometimes almost to our detriment, because I know a lot of artists are hard on themselves. Sometimes in the process, like sometimes when I'm working, I tend to I tend to kind of like uh, beat myself up even in the process because I'm essentially like a perfectionist. And uh, many of us are. Yeah. Um, but... So you're like, like myself, where even if I have a subject matter that's, it, it's off the top of my head or whatever the case is, I still have like a thought. I still have thoughts. I'm looking to change. I'm looking to modify, yada, 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 yada. And although it may come out to many people as like, oh, this is like a, oh, how'd you, where'd you come up with this idea? You're like, okay, well, so many things came into this as I was creating it. And it wasn't like a, like a one shot deal. Yeah. Would you say that's accurate, like in your case, or? A little. Okay. Like while you were saying it, I was thinking, like, how do I think about how I lay things out? Mm -hmm. I'm really big on like symbols. Okay. So I like when I'm doing a portrait, the things that I add in, like they might just look like fillers. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a bug or an insect or a plant, like I look up the meaning of the plant mm -hmm. or the flower or whatever the case may be, yeah. the animal before I put it in because mm -hmm. I wanted to have like a underlying thought to it. Okay, yeah, you want the symbolism. You want that. Right. You're seeking that. So even in, even in your applying the symbolism, are you thinking about the angles? Are you thinking about like all those different things? Or are you just saying, okay, I want to I wanna add a sun and that's it? Are no. you thinking of, okay. Um, 
because I feel like I was already big on symbols. Mm -hmm. um, but after I took my first art history course, that's when I became like, oh, like how you like place the hand or where you place the hand or where you place the face or whatever, how you do the lighting sometimes mm -hmm. adds to it too. So it's not just like a, mm, I want to do a sun because it's a source of life. It's like, oh, I want to do a sun, but what if I change up the way I do the sun? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Do you place, um, do you place expectations on yourself? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like if it doesn't come out the way I want it to or the way I see it in my head, okay. then I'll stop because I try not to force it. Cause I know I do this thing. Well, I feel like many people do this thing where you try to fix it, but when you try to fix it over and over, like it becomes so off track of where it could be instead mm -hmm. of just like, okay, well like, maybe if I take a break, because if you overwork it trying to fix it then everything else kind of just kind of falls off too because then oh, you have to go yes. back and work with those yeah that happens that happens a lot so what you see in your head you want to you want to create exactly what you see in your head and it's kind of okay so that kind of not not proves my point but it kind of like touches it a little bit more um because again like you know we see like you see something in your head i see something in my mind and i want to create it exactly how i see it in my mind now even if i sketch it out i have i've already like did like a little color sketch of it and like a really thumbnail small size of it and then when i'm transferring it to like my large frame or you know the the full size canvas or whatever and somehow some way shape or form it doesn't show up it doesn't come out like what i imagine then somehow it fucks up the whole process <laughs> it kind of like it doesn't fuck up the whole thing but it, it tends to add um it tends to interrupt it tends to interrupt something yeah and i think i w i want to kind of explore that with with you so you're a, you do watercolor i know i met you as as a watercolor artist yeah it's like my main mm -hmm. definitely my main medium mm -hmm. You said to me, actually, when I met you, when you, you were teaching me watercolor, I re you remember, you mm -hmm. taught me, um, we had a canvas that didn't really absorb watercolor, like the rest of it, like, yeah. was, like it was supposed to. And you mentioned you're just supposed to let it flow, right? For sure. Okay. Why is it that <laughs> so many of us cannot do that? <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people want... And maybe this is why I just stop and wait because I have to stop and wait when I'm working with watercolor. So mm. when I do every other medium, I just like wait it out. Mm. Um, I think it's because I don't know. People just want to control everything. Mm. Um, because normally when I mention that I do watercolor, people usually go like, "Ew, why?" Like really? You can't do whenever every person I've met, most of them, I've only met one person who like agreed. They didn't do portrait with watercolor, but they like agreed, like, "Oh, like you can't really control it." But I think a lot of people ah, want to control it. That is true. Okay. That is very true. That is very, very true. Because I never, I never really care for what, like, I never really care for it because I didn't, I didn't really know what it could do. I didn't really know like the, like the capacity of, oh, I didn't realize that you could do all that with watercolor. And I think after you show me someone's profile, her name was like SPM Law or something like that, like something like that. And she does like really like fan fantasy style um like watercolor art i feel like i might know who you're talking about and they're like she almost does like like tarot cards and like different things like that um 
she she's pretty she's pretty dope stephanie law yeah you sent me you showed me her this artist here i did yeah this is who you showed me right and i was like oh okay you know but okay so really quickly explain if you can try to your best uh, your best ability explain how watercolor paint works mm, okay so watercolor paint is like if i had pencil mm -hmm. mm, that's a bad no i mean okay yeah if I was to use one color, but I'm just going to give an example as one color, but you can use other colors. Mm -hmm. um, if I had a pencil, the way I would layer things down usually would be like I start light and then I go darker. Like I cover up a whole space really lightly mm -hmm. and then I'll go darker as I keep going. But this. the way I do it actually isn't how most people would do it. Okay. So I go light. I go one full wash down. Um, so if I was drawing with pencil, I cover up the whole wash. I mean, the whole picture or mm -hmm. whatever I was drawing, um, the whole picture. And then I go in right after that light wash and I'd go in with the super darks, which sounds opposite, like so backwards. But after I wait for that first wash to dry, I always go super darks first because okay. I can always come back to the darks later. And even though you go over top of the darks. Again, which is why most people wouldn't go dark right after that is because once you go for like the mid washes, mm -hmm. it'll blend. Okay. Like you'll lose it. But I feel like that when I do that, it helps soften up my edges so that I don't have to do a wash, wash, wash. Okay. So that it won't take me as long to get mm -hmm. to like the blending of the areas. Okay. Okay. And for those who don't know, washing is kind of like a layer sort of kind of like a like a layer per layer per layer type of thing okay that makes sense okay so you start like that but watercolor like the paint itself it's um well obviously there's more water in it yeah it's very thin Definitely. and i noticed that it doesn't require like it's like it's one of the most easiest like i don't see, see like see it as like um like toxic for clothing or anything i mean you can you just it seems like you can just rinse it out like no you, you really can yeah yeah it's different from acrylic paint like acrylic paint is a little more uh it's um you got to be really careful with that like once it's in your clothes it's in your clothes oil paint same thing you know and the medium in oil is linseed oil so you got to really be careful with that yeah um it stains your stuff but watercolor is like it's very like it's very easy it's very um you know it's pretty very it's pretty versatile very non-toxic it's and like it's oh, okay and it's cheaper yeah so is that siri yes yeah, it reactivated okay anyway um so yeah the the whole functionality or like the mechanics behind watercolor paint it's interesting to me so even if you have like a control like even if you have something completely sketched out mm -hmm. you're still it's like you're letting it flow letting the paint flow to a degree and it kind of i don't know how because a lot of art a lot of watercolor artists they know where how much of that to like how much water to put in the paint how much the paint's going to flow and even and it stays inside of your your pencil drawing like it stays inside of the boundaries like it all kind of like for it to be so flowy and like let it flow it still tends to have like um you still know how much to control and how and how much not to control almost like it seems yeah. like it's me. like a, a push and pull type thing yeah versus you know 
with with, with you have a, a more heavier uh like heavier body paint like acrylic paint and oil paint water is like thin it's super thin so that whole kind of like metaphor to me was interesting but um i find that yeah how do you can you mess up in a, a watercolor painting oh you can uh well i i see you can it. mess it up but i think it's super easy to fix really? as long as your paper isn't too saturated you can fix it oh okay like if i had like an orange and a blue and now i have this big brown glob mm -hmm. um you just wet a towel or you wet your brush and go over that spot and then you just dab it up and it comes off. oh i see i didn't know that either i thought like i thought it wasn't as forgiving as oil and i feel like oil is the most forgiving following acrylic and then and watercolor i thought wasn't forgiving at all like no, remotely it's really i think the if you have ink then it's like it's done Oh, ink okay. bone, once it's in, it's in. Oh. But if you do watercolor, it'll come out. You just need more water. Okay. Um. And it won't. Uh. It, the the water like the the surface won't like get wrinkly or anything like that if you have. No, that's why I said like if you don't like oversaturate it. But I always wait in between my. Mm -hmm. Like if when even when I'm doing timeless videos, you can kind of see it. Mm -hmm. Like I'll paint and then I'll wait before I do okay. another layer. Because okay. it's easier for me to keep going when it, the paper isn't super soaked because mm -hmm. then you can't control anything okay um but yeah like you can fix watercolor really easy the you waiting just, period use more water you just have to wait okay so do you use a blow dryer i have once mm -hmm. um and i know a couple people do but i don't okay 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 so you so you have to you do have to wait would you say the waiting period for it for the drying process is faster than acrylic or slower than acrylic or does it depend on how hmm. much most of my watercolors are small so i think it's less but only because i'm using a smaller amount of water okay okay so it dries i would have I, I assumed it was but i'm like it depends because i don't know you know you i think it's water. also the weight of your paper too because i know sometimes when i use like a thicker weight paper for my watercolor it doesn't seem to it'll hold the water but it doesn't like flow off the way it would if it, it was like run. a mixed media paper okay because those take longer for i think like the water to suck into it okay it's like compared to like the cotton papers or hmm okay that's interesting all right so do you have a favorite subject matter in your like uh, you did say you do portraits i like to do well besides my portraits like occasionally i'll draw just something random that mm. has like a value to me okay um or i'll just draw something that's strictly a symbol mm -hmm. um but i like to draw things especially with watercolor i like to draw things that have high contrast like metallic objects okay metallic objects with shine like mm -hmm. I like things that have like super like beetles, like um, not really a soda can because most of the soda cans I see don't have like a, a flash. Like them. silver golds or um... yeah, like something that can catch like super dramatic lights and shadows so I okay. can paint. I like the light. Well, the same way as it would if it was a color pencil or a pencil drawing. Like you okay. can really do some nice things with watercolor with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's true. Okay, so then. So this, I'm, I'm still thinking about the other thing. Okay, so then I, what I honestly am thinking then if, here's what I'll ask you. 
This is what I, I think with myself. I think a lot of artists, or I could be wrong. Do you, okay, let me just ask you first. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, do you ever get to a place? Well, let me, let me backtrack that question. Have you created something just off the top of your head or is that something you aspire to do at any point? Um, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I feel like when I do that, I rush into it. Oh. And then I still end up, like I said, I always wait. Mm -hmm. Like, so at this point, some of my drawings take, in paintings, take over a year to finish. Okay. Because um, when I start, and I don't really have an idea for it, like I said, like, I think as I go. So it's like, oh, well, now that I have this on here, what else do I do to it? Okay. Like, if I do something off the whim, or if I just find a picture, or I'm like, oh, I'll paint mm -hmm. Beyonce. But mm -hmm. what do I want to put around Beyonce? Because I hate to just do... I'm not against it, but I hate to just do a figure or a person that's just kind of floating. Like, okay. I need something around them. You need, okay. Um, but then I have to really think about, okay, well, what do I want this to mean? Mm -hmm. Or what was I thinking? How did I feel when I did this? Or, like, how do I feel now? Mm -hmm. That kind of pushes me to how I'm going to finish it. Okay. Which goes back to the waiting again. So you do. It's just a matter of, like, it's your, your process kind of affects how, like, how you kind of approach just doing something off the top of your head. Yeah. Like some artists, I know I aspire to, to be that artist that can, okay, if I see something in my mind, all right, I want to just rush right into creating it. And like, I'm not going to say not, not with no breaks, but just something to where it's like just enough and I can tidy it up, mm -hmm. you know, during, you know, however that journey, however that process goes. Because I find a lot of a lot of like myself and a lot of artists like we we come up with like an idea we have something but we have references and sometimes we have to like you know put our references together and do like our things and yeah. we kind of like we kind of like play mad scientists like I know one of my favorite artists Andrew Tischler for instance like he'll see like a, a landscape he'll take the idea of a landscape he saw and he'll like he'll digitally composite it into like into making his own landscape. He'll take all the information he's seen from like this landscape in New Zealand and then he'll just kind of like do his own thing. Uh, not to suggest that he can't make art from the top of his head, mm -hmm. but I noticed that even like the greatest artists, like we still use reference material. Cause I don't think that we'll ever not need reference material. Um, but is that like, is that like a goal for, for you? Eh. To some degree. Like, I feel like I'm always going to want to piece things together. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to be able to. I'm still trying to figure out. And I've gotten way better at how to, like, memorize the face in the figure. Okay. So that I can put things together in my head and mm -hmm. not have to do it. Using, like, an out, like, an external yeah. reference. Yeah, that's that's what makes... I feel like with artists, that's what... I mean, maybe I could be going off, like, this old idea. Mm -hmm. But I find... Kind of like the traditional like sense of uh, of how artists work is like when you can create something like off the off the top, similar to how like music artists how they call it freestyle or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's what kind of what makes you like that kind of puts you in a different caliber of of an of an artist or a creator. Not to say that you're better or worse, yeah. but it just puts you somewhere else. It puts you like oh okay you know. Um, this is this is interesting. This is different. This is a different type of artist. Okay. All right. I just I was just curious about that because I know that's a that's a thing. You know, and I I'm trying to figure out when I 
I want to say it was my freshman year of college is when oh. I started to be able, like, to play shadows and things like that without the need of, like, looking at something. Yeah. Or even if it left, like, if I started sketching someone who's at, like, a park or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, they're gone, so I have mm-hmm. to stop. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm able to just keep going. Because I'm like, okay, well, like, this is where the light should have been. Right. And that's exactly, yep, yeah, 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 yep. So the process of an artist or the process of a creator, it's, I mean, it's the way that we, the way that we get our ideas, it just, sometimes they just come to, does that happen to you? Like you just get an idea like, oh, I want to create like, hmm, you know. Yeah. Like I'll be, if I'm watching like a documentary, even like a cartoon or if I hear something, sometimes even like in the dream, mm. like I'll hear something or see something and then I'll put it in my sketchbook. Whether it's just like the words or I'll try to draw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes I'll just see a picture and I'm like, hmm, this would be nice if I change it just a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe if I make it darker or put a butterfly wing on their face or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you no, know, yeah, some things happen on the whim. But I try not to do that because I feel like usually when I do that, I always end up stopping for a long time or I just don't finish it. Because now, like, it was never... I thought about it and it was a nice idea, but I didn't plan it out. Okay. Right. I'm okay with it changing as it started. But if I just jump in with no idea at all and just have, like, one thing that I definitely want to do. Mm -hmm. If I don't do that one thing on, like, a smaller illustration and I try to go, like, a full-blown, like, big painting or drawing... You're like, nah, this ain't work. It it needs to, you need it like a schematic or like something. Yeah, because I feel like something's missing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So it's, so I kind of, so the the kind of like the point of this was to basically say that, um, or really kind of highlight the creative process of it not being like this super mystical um, thing. It's not like this divine spark of like, oh my God. Well, some would say it is, but. In terms of how a lot of people mystify it, like, oh, you know, you were just sitting down one day and got hit with this image and you created like, you know, in a trance or some shit like that. And I'm like, no, that's not how this thing works all the time. Like, I know what for me, some of my paintings, they came from like, okay, what kind of inspired them was like an emotion or a situation. But even still, I was still like, okay, I want this symbol here. I want this here. I want this here. I want this here. Now, of course, that that whole process is intuitive, like how we arrange our symbols and how we do that. Like mm-hmm. that has its own. That has its, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but there's still a lot of thoughts of like being like mathematicians or like little scientists or like you know, still an artist. However, it's not as um it's not as mystical as many people um as many people imagine. How do you price your art? Ooh, okay. So that's, I think, the hardest part of this whole thing. <laughs> um, so it started out me just pricing it literally only the supplies that I was using. Oh, fuck. But what? when I was doing that, yeah, I was realizing, like, okay, like, I'm charging people for supplies I'm using. And I was getting, like, okay-ish amount okay. of supplies. Like, they weren't, like, super cheap things. Mm-hmm. But it was taking much longer especially like if it was a bigger piece and i would try to like upscale it you mm-hmm. know it costs like for bigger paper mm-hmm. or and i wasn't even charging for 
I was trying to do math in my head too. Like, okay, like if one piece of paper came in a pack of twelve, twenty dollars. <laughs> what? I mean, this paper only costs like three dollars, but Shit. like it's not including like how much I was putting into it. So now, like, I charge by like the person in the picture. How mm-hmm. many people are in the picture? What else you wanted to it? Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted mixed media, mm-hmm. if you wanted me to frame it, yeah, and how long? Like it was assumably gonna take okay like i can kind of guess not that i really time myself because i don't i don't enjoy timing myself i feel like it makes it less fun it does it does so i don't time myself and the only way i'm able to even do that is when i'm doing my time lapse videos because then i don't have a choice but to like okay well i started this at one and my video didn't end till like five Mm -hmm. um okay but so i'm like okay well if i do a portrait that might take like five hours from sketch to finish Mm -hmm. So that's five hours. So let's just say I did like twenty dollars an hour. Mm, okay. And then I still add in the prices of the supplies I'm using. Okay. And if I have to ship it, then I have to include that too. Yes. Okay. All right. I used to actually, you know, I'm I'm all acting dramatic, like I didn't need to do the same thing. When I first started, I factored in like how much does the frame, how much would the frame cost, how much does the canvas cost, and when you think about it, like when you, you know, when you purchase all your items, you're using coupons, you know, you have discount stuff. So your materials don't cost as as much as it as you think it is in that moment until like until you factor in yeah how much time you're spending creating it and then you're mixing colors and then you're sketching and then you're thinking about this and the math and, and all this kind of stuff, the direct like all like all that extra stuff. You're like, do I just wanna really pay myself sixty dollars even though like I only spent twenty dollars or thirty dollars on all these materials? I think not. You know, no. Yeah, so oh, especially because it, it takes up a lot of time. I think that's what I wasn't including when I first started. Mm. Um, is my time. Yeah, yeah. I learned that skill because I know, like, I went to school, so then I had to pay for school, and like I didn't just learn this. I mean, some of it, yeah, of course, it's mm-hmm. like trial and error and practicing. Mm-hmm. But some of it was also like someone telling me, like, oh, well, it'd be easier if you tried this instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have education, you have talent, education, and um. And essentially, if you if you have your own style, that's another part of it. Branding too. So you're paying for as people pay for Adidas, y'all paying for the brand. Yeah. You're you're of course you you like the design, um, but essentially, like if that Adidas logo was never on that sneaker, you wouldn't you wouldn't buy it. Uh, so you're paying for a couple other things. I learned that I learned this the hard way about pricing art. <laughs> um, yeah, the same thing. Well, my the whole pricing with illustrations are different for me. For like children's books but when it comes to uh, oil paintings i charge a little differently i factor in a lot of stuff yes if you want if you want a frame i'm like myself or brandon might build a frame and stain it and all that kind of stuff that's a whole nother process or if you want to buy a frame you'll buy i buy a frame and all that kind of stuff but yeah pricing is it's different and it's difficult for many for many artists it's just kind of like okay how much do i charge like, there's the, no, like, rule book. There isn't. There's no, like, oh, well, art major business class. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, well, go out there and price it. And price it on your own, yep. You know, but the more, I feel like the more, the more sought after you become, the more you can kind of factor in your prices. Because, like, for me, for my illustrations, I did, I, I was working on, illustr- like, children's books in the beginning. One, I've been working on without getting paid for it, like, at all. Like, nothing. Nothing. And then, but what I did was I began to like showcase what I do uh, 
for people who were inquiring, like, well, do you do illustration? I'm like, well, yeah, I do. I have some, I have some examples. Mm-hmm. And from there, I, I, you know, people were like, hey, well, I need a book. One person asked for a book and I'm like, okay, then somebody else. And then a third person, a fourth person, fifth and so on. So then my prices were so, they were like pretty, they were pretty affordable because I had an iPad, I had everything. It's like, okay, I don't really need, um, I don't, it's not that much, like there's nothing, I'm not buying materials. I'm just, I'm just charging you for time. So I was charging, you know, per page. I would charge each illustration per page. And then as I became more like sought after and people were like, hey, I need you to do this. And I be, I have more work to do. I'm like, I have to factor in now. I'm spending more time doing this now. Like I'm sitting in my bed or I'm sitting at my desk drawing for like two or three hours for just like one or two pages. Like, no, 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 you know. So then the prices had to go up. But it's different when you're painting because you have to purchase materials most of the time and you it's it's a totally different process so yeah yeah that's weird it's a it's a process that's how you feel too because not serious how you feel but i don't know like the because commissions aren't the same as doing something for yourself so when you're doing a commission or something that you're being paid for Mm -hmm. it's not like it's yours Mm -hmm. but it's not yours like you can make it yours but the idea wasn't something that you generated Mm -hmm. so you might stand behind it because you're doing it and you're trying to make it your own style your own image Mm -hmm. but it's not as much it puts more i want to say like mental emotional strain especially when you have like a time limit because anything with a time limit kind of creeps me out just a little bit when you have deadlines it does especially when people like which i had to stop doing because people I don't think people understand how long it takes to do things. So I need like, "Mm, I need this done in two weeks. But then like, okay, yes, I draw and paint, but I I have other things to do outside of that. So that two weeks is really only like five days. That's, that's very accurate. That is, I didn't think of it like that. Shit. Um, and here I am. See, that's the funny thing. I never thought of it like that. Uh, with like, with me, I know that I, I would be asked for work. And I would give, I give my deadlines. I give between 30 and 90 days for my oil paintings. That's for me. Um, that's because of other things I do. But mm-hmm. I, know, I, I do notice that actually, um, especially with my illustrations. Because not only do I illustrate, but I do paint. But I also, like I work kind of like the general public as like, a, like an art instructor for like, you know, Yay Maker and, and mm-hmm. all those other people. And I do my own stuff. I don't factor, I don't think that other people understand that. Um, so I've had experiences where uh, clients would see me posting on social media and assuming that I had like free time, yeah. even though I was posting for work, they would, you know, hey, hey, what's up? Like, what's, where's my where's my work at? You know, I see you online, da, 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 like you having fun. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm actually working. Um, but I have experienced that where um, people kind of have the assumption that, you know, you have all the time in the world, that you have no other life. So... What would you say would be the best way to kind of, um, to, I would say protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Protect yourself in those, in those moments. Or how would you set the boundaries? If if you have any, do you set boundaries in those cases or? Um, I have been now. Okay. Um, and I think that when I started making jewelry, it helped out a lot too. Oh, because okay. Now I don't, I do more jewelry commissions than I do art commissions. Okay. But it funds the art. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's, and the jewelry to me is more, I don't know, it's fun. Like, it's more of a hobby, and the art is more of a career. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yep, the, I feel the same way. <laughs> what is it? What was the question again? What? It was, 
How do I start talking about that? Oh, you said, how do I feel about... How do I set my boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm not as stressed to take on as many commissions, because I have... I can do commissions in another sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely said, like, oh, okay, even if I take this, I can only accept it if I have, like, a month minimum. Like, if you need this due in, like, three, two weeks, I can't take this. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be something that's going to give me the time to do it the right way. Because if I take it, and then you're like, oh, well, I need this by Christmas, and it's December 20th. <laughs> no. And now I have two Hell days no. to do this because I have to ship it out before the 23rd. That's true. That is true. And it's just like, okay, well, now I'm rushing this. Huh. Like, can I have it done within a day? Yes. Is it going to look as nice? Probably, Probably not. not. Mm-hmm. Because now I just rushed through it and I didn't get to, like, really make it my own or really make it, like, pick up as many details as I wanted to because all I could think about was, wow, I only have a day left to finish this. Or just spend time doing nothing. Because, <laughs> right. um, yeah, a lot of a lot of times people don't understand that. And even artists, like, don't give themselves that kind of, like, time to just do nothing. I know I've learned to do that. Like, you know, if I'm if I have something to do, if I have an, uh, have any kind of work or illustration, whatever I'm doing, any type of paid job, um, I want to factor in time to myself. Yeah, That's something I've learned to do. So that's kind of why I set my time frames between 30 and 90 days, because not only am I working, uh, especially now that like, you know, I work from home, but I've been picking up more hours and they pay, they pay me two extra dollars. So I'm mm-hmm. like, let me get these fucking hours. So I do that. In the midst of me doing that, I'm like, I need my time because I'm working on other people's like illustrations and other people's books, and I want to have time for myself. So if I set, if I say, okay, this commission from me, this oil painting is going to take between 30 and 90 days, I'm probably going to begin working on it. Like I'm going to start sketching it out probably like within the first week or two, and then maybe take like a two three weeks off doing nothing related to that artwork at all like i'm not doing anything i want to make sure it's this is the idea i have and i'm good and then like i would say between days out of 90 i would say i would start working on the working on it finally like day 60 of 90 like i'd start like sketching it on the canvas, I start doing all my transferring and all of my stuff between day 60 and 90. That way I'm like, okay, I gave myself time. Then I would take some more time off in that. And then I'll be, you know, like that's how I would do it. Because I find that I can enjoy it. If I have, if I only give myself like a week or two, I'm not gonna enjoy that shit and it's gonna come out a mess. Yeah, no. And that used to be how I, I used to only tell people like, oh, give me two weeks. And then as like, I started to get another job where it was more demanding and then I was still in school and I'm like, mm, maybe two weeks. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. And then it became a month and now I'm like, mm, I'm sorry, I need at least two months. Uh-huh. To just be able to get it in. Yep. Yep. 30 is my minimum now. I can't, I can't do that. I'm, I'll never make the mistake again of saying, oh, I'll, I'll finish it in like two or three weeks. No, when I got, nah. Even with illustrations and they're, they're pretty simple. Like my children's books are easy, but no, I'm not doing that because I don't have the time like I used to. Okay. So, if people want to buy your art, where would they go? Um, I do everything. I'm trying to get a website up because um, I have a bunch of different things like the jewelry and then the art. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to have it all like a shop and a portfolio all in one spot. Um, so right now, everything is through Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a link on my Facebook too. It's Downs underscore... Yeah. 
Downs underscore art. Okay. Um, it's same on Facebook. That's my Facebook page. Um, the artist page on Facebook. And both of them have a link to my Etsy on there. Um, you can either DM me through, is it, through Facebook or Instagram. And then there's a link to my email. Or you can just message me on Etsy. Okay. And you have an Etsy page. And what's your, I mean, just people who may not know how to navigate computers. Mm -hmm. I'm considering the elderly too. <laughs> so what is your Etsy page name? Um, it's Downs, C-O-W-N-E-S, Art by D-E-B-O-N. Okay. So yeah, Etsy is a page where it's a website where you can buy art from. Um, it's actually, I found Etsy to work a little different, a little better. It, they don't take a lot of the profit. They don't take a percentage. I mean, they, they do. It's not a lot. Um, well, it depends. It depends on how much you sell it for. Yeah. They might take like a hundred. Like if you're selling a penny for like a, like a thousand or something like that, they may take like a hundred dollars off. <laughs> they will. They take. I think they take ten. Ah, I'm I not gonna say ten percent. I think it is ten. It is ten percent. Okay, it's ten percent. Okay. Yeah. Because I sold a painting on there, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know. Yeah. It's it's better. I feel like it's better than um. It's it's a good website. It's free. You don't have to pay that much to like to list your stuff. It's like twenty cents per, per like artwork that you list. Yeah, it's twenty for everything that you list, even if it's like a man. What is it? Yeah, even if it's manually renewed, um, mm -hmm. it's twenty cents. Like no matter what you do, if mm -hmm. you're posting a listing, or even if it's old and you're just putting it up mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. it's still twenty cents to post it. Gotcha. Oh, let me ask you one last question. Do you accept deposits? I do. Um, I do half up front, mm. um, and then I started because I found that in the beginning I was saying like, "Oh, okay, well, it's a hundred dollars for a watercolor sixteen by 20 mm -hmm. and then I finish the picture, and then I get no money. Oh, you serious? And no. Then, man, this happened to me a couple times, and I think this is when I started. The last time it happened was when I was like, "Well, I can't do this anymore." I did a portrait for someone. Um, I had like prepped it to ship and everything in Florida and I finished the portrait. I sent them pictures and they're like, Oh, like, can you send it? And then I'll give you the one. And I'm like, no, that's not, you don't order food and then go, Oh, well, I can you, yes, can you send the, the food here and I'll pay for it. You already ate it. Like, no, that's not how, no. So we didn't send the money. So I still have, like, I just have pictures that are just sitting around. I have a couple people who never paid for their commissions. Um, so now on, I only do like. Half up front and then half at the end before I ship it because I won't ship it unless I have the second. Yeah, that's well, deposits are everything. I learned that. Um, and even if I have like um, like when I started to go really big with my paintings and then the prices went up because they got really big. Mm -hmm. Um, like if someone's like, oh, like can I go on a plane for that painting? Like I mm -hmm. want it and I'll go, yeah, sure. Okay. But if they stop the payments, I'm just like, all right, just let you know. <laughs> Your painting is half done. <laughs> like if you don't finish paying for it. Like, Do this you... is the time frame that we had. Like, they're like, ah, give me six months, and I'll give you, like, $50 a month. And I'm like, all right, cool, I guess. Okay, I guess. finance that. But, like, if you don't, if you just stop, and somebody else is like, oh, I'll give you the 600 right now. I'm like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? Do you do contracts at all? Yeah, I do everything through email. Like if I if we're on the phone or through DM, uh -huh. I'll send you an email. Okay. It's like an invoice or okay. I'll keep you up to date just in case no one's like, oh, nope, you wrong. Yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I've learned that contract shit real quick. Like my my very first like paid illustration, my 
Mm-mm. I sent a contract ASAP. I was not playing just in case, you know, games are played. Okay, so you do contracts. Good. And you Or some form of like paper trail. Yes. Okay. All right. So last thing. If you... Okay, so one thing I, I do. Um, I have like a public playlist mm-hmm. on, on Spotify, Apple Music right now. It's called The Painful 2020. And each person that I speak with, they they kind of they add they can add whatever song they want to that playlist, and it's public. Anyway, it's like a publicly publicly curated playlist. What song would you add to that? I have a question. Yeah, yeah, I know um, you didn't expect that one. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> um, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Just cheese. <laughs> wow, I just made a playlist, and I can't pick. It can even be instrumental. But then again, let me not let me not taint your your brain. You know what, Bob? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Come on, um, you you have a um, song that you probably play on repeat at least. You know. All right, if I had to pick my most repeated song, I know it's definitely Orange Moon. Oh, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, yeah. Okay, so that's that's being added to the list. That's my All right. Thing. So you can find that on Spotify and Apple Music. So Spotify is for everybody. I know not everybody is on, on Apple like that. So yeah, so far I've added like two of my own songs. Okay, so, all right. And last thing, if you could offer any form of like advice to our artists or um, any, any person in a profession, Cause you know, some and when it comes to professions, it's all it's all is it's kind of all the same. Like your profession is like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be an artist. Again, I I say that artists are you your profession. You're an artist in that profession, regardless if it's creative, um, like a like a like one of those type of trades. But if you could say anything, what would it be? Um, you can do it if you really want to. The only thing that's usually in your way is how you apply yourself. Okay. All right. If you want it bad enough, you make it happen. Take yourself serious, plan it out, and stay consistent. Okay, that's fair. All right. And we are done.